hit the studio because I'm paid full. You're now tuned in to the Young, Black, and I Invest podcast show with your host, Monique Malibet, and three dynamic women with a whole lot of attitude around the growing racial wealth divide, economic equality, and their interviews with influencers that are proactive about making a change. Start my mission, leave my residence, thinking how could I get some dead presidents? I need money. Hey guys, it's your girl Monique Malabet, First Lady Realty on social media, and we're back with brand new episodes of Young, Black, and I Invest. Young, Black, and I Invest. So, yes, I'm doing it live right now. So some of you guys are watching me on Instagram right now, and you're probably wondering what's happening, what's going on. I decided to go ahead and do this podcast live right now because I realized it was a lot easier when I did the Instagram takeover for Protege last week, Monday, uh, May 4th, I realized that it was a lot more interactive. And I also realized that, you know, you guys had a lot of really good questions. So I was, I figured I might as well just go ahead and do it live. It's, it, it's a lot easier this way, right? So with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into this episode. For all of you guys that cannot, you know, uh, maybe you can't stay on here the whole time with me, no worries. I'm going to go ahead and upload this episode onto the Young Black and I Invest platform. So if you're not following there, go ahead and follow and you'll be able to listen to the entire episode uh, later on. So we're going to dive into this episode and we're going to talk about how to get started with investing. And this conversation that I'm going to be talking about today, it's going to be basically kind of universal. So it doesn't mean that you have to only stick with these tips and gems that I'm about to give you. With real estate, you can kind of go anywhere. Um, you can kind of go anywhere. Thanks, Cameron. Uh, you can kind of take these same tips and everything like that um, and apply it anywhere in the world of investing. So that's the reason why I'm going to start off with some of these tips. So the main question I always get when people want to start investing in real estate. So a lot of you guys already know that I started my investing journey in the real estate world. I actually bought my first property at the age of 23 years old. And then from there, I invested in other things such as life insurance. Uh, there's also ways you can invest uh, via in insurance. You can also invest, obviously, in stocks and other things like that. Uh, so that's kind of how I started my journey was at the age of 23 with real estate and then I end up investing in other things along the way. And um, I always get questions from a lot of my clients. It's like, how do I get started? Where do I get started? So I always tell people that, you know, before you can invest in anything, that you should go ahead and um, ensure that you have a solid foundation first. So yes, I'm gonna be using a lot of real estate terminology because you guys know that that's my world. Uh, if your foundation, when you're trying to build a house, if the foundation is not solid, then it's extremely difficult for the house to stay in good condition in general. So you must build a solid foundation first and then you will put up the walls and you, then you'll put up you know, the kitchen and all the other things inside the house. But if your foundation isn't solid, essentially it's gonna be extremely hard to uh, at least be a person that wants to, if you want to invest in multiple things, it's going to be extremely hard. So I always tell people to start off that way is to start off with a solid foundation. And the way you can build a solid foundation is save, 
saving, saving, savings. It sounds very simple, but unfortunately, we are living in an economy where, you know, we are heavy consumers. 80% of Americans today live paycheck to paycheck. And this is all prior to COVID-19. These numbers and statistics that I'm going to give you guys, I actually pulled this information last year in December. And you can Google this as well. Uh, 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And 69% of Americans have less than $1,000 in savings. So a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, because last year and other years previously, we were actually in a very good economy and consumer confidence was way up last year as well. The statistics showed that we had a basically almost full employment last year in December 2019, all prior to COVID-19. But for some reason, people's ability to save still was lacking. So I'm bringing you these numbers because I'm going to I'm trying to let you know that saving sounds simple. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, people are still having a hard time, even in a good economy, with saving. So with that being said, the main thing you want to do when it comes to savings is to save up about good a good three to six months of expenses. And I know that might seem like a high goal to target towards, but it's good because, you know, we all know that savings, essentially, it just helps you, safeguards you from any unplanned expenses. And also, if you get ill, if you lose your job, you know, we're seeing right now with COVID-19, a lot of people are losing their jobs. And it's not just people. We also are seeing businesses. Unfortunately, there's so many, you know, a lot of people that aren't applying the savings things, even when it comes to owning a business. So uh, I always tell people, make sure you have a nice savings first. And then once you've saved up that good to three to six months of expenses, then you can go ahead and kind of invest freely. Obviously, we don't all start the same way when it comes to investing. I was 23 and I was very young when I started investing. So I didn't have a strong savings. And let me tell you, I had some aches and pains along the way that I wish I could have avoided. But at the end of the day, I don't, you know, regret my journeys. I just know that at the end of the day, I would I went better for you guys. So uh, build up that savings, build up that three to six months. If you're wondering how you can build up three to six months of expenses, I always tell people a good rule of thumb, and you can find this in any investing articles that you read. They always say that you know about a good 10% of your income should go towards your savings fund it should go towards your emergency funds so if you're not paying yourself first then you're doing yourself a disservice so be sure that automatically you have money not only going towards your check-ins account uh, make sure that you have 10% of your money going towards your savings account make sure it's automatic it's a lot easier when it's automatic because when it's not automatic um, it's, you know, how we are as people, we tend to spend the money. So when you don't see the money coming out of your bank account, it's so much easier. It's kind of like we have money coming out for taxes. You have money coming out for, you know, social, social security and all this other stuff. That money comes out automatically. So you're not paying attention to that money. So you don't really miss the money when it comes out of your account. So apply that same philosophy towards, you know, paying yourself. So when you're building up this emergency fund, is also towards you, it's towards your well-being as well. So go ahead and make sure 10% is coming out automatically towards your savings account. And if you're wondering how can you essentially, um, what accounts are best or what's some good accounts that's out there, I say, I always tell people to look into a money market account. 
it's essentially like a savings account, but you have, you can earn more money on the money that you have in that account. So um, I know there's some people that are against savings accounts, but at the end of the day, you need to have money. Basically, you need to have some money that's liquid that can come out right away just in case you need that money for these unplanned um, emergencies that happens. So I say, you know, look into a money market account. It, it is, is very, it's essentially the same as a savings account, uh, but you earn a little bit more money on your interest. And we already know that savings accounts, they probably, you'll see about a little bit over 1% of return interest. You'll earn about 1% interest on your money. Uh, with money market accounts, you'll, you tend to see you tend to see that they'll give up to 1.75%. Uh, I've seen some go higher, all, almost all the way up to like 2.25%. You have to do research on these accounts, but they do exist and they are out there. Just like a savings account, you cannot pull, you can't withdraw from that account more than six times. But that's good. It's something that you need to kind of build up that discipline until you're ready to do it yourself. Uh, so that's just one example of basically a savings account that you could take advantage of. Another example is um, a CD, Certificate of Deposit. That's another savings account that you can go ahead and, and look into. So a CD is a little bit more strict in terms of how you can take that money and, and you know, basically have access to that money. It's a little stricter, but what I like about CDs is that you get a higher interest rate or a higher return on your money than you would a money market account. So, but with the CD, you cannot access it as freely as a money market account. So with a CD, you know, it's a term. So you basically will have the money in that account for any, from anywhere from about what, three months, it could go as high as five years. It's all up to what you select and what you choose. So if you're an individual that you don't feel like you'll need access to that money for maybe like a year or two because you're just that disciplined or you're just that you know tight with your money then go ahead and sign up for a longer term you know you can sign up for like a year or two years if you're a person that's just kind of like hey i just want to build up that discipline and that practice um and then from there i can kind of manage my own money uh look at a six month term term but essentially once you've built up that three months either way it should be an account that's where you're able to access it um, just in case you do need it. So look into, like I said, a money market account, look into a CD, a certificate of deposit, either or may work for you. Uh, look look into those accounts first to kind of build that build up that discipline. And um, But if you're a person that's like, hey, I'm not really interested in any of those options, I just need to get three to six months saved up. And then once I've gotten that three to six months saved up, then I'll just go ahead and start investing into other vehicles, then that's fine. It, it really, it's really up to you, but it is best practice to have at least an account that is that you're able to access three to six months of your money um, right away. Basically, the account is liquid. Um, just in case you have unexpected expenses that come up. So um, uh, I feel like that covers some of uh, like the basics on savings and how you can get started with savings, even if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Like I said, we know 80% of America lives paycheck to paycheck, but um, at the end of the day, you have to 
become disciplined and you have to pay yourself first because you are the most important asset on this earth. Once you've done that, then you can go ahead and start looking into investing. I also want to say that the next time I go live, I will be talking a little bit more about budgeting. I know it's not an exciting word. No one likes the B word, but you need to go ahead and look into uh, budgeting as well. I already talked about, you know, putting 10% into um, a savings. And then also once you've built up that 10%, you can put 10% into um, essentially into investing. And then we're going to talk about with the next live, we're going to talk about budgeting and how much should go towards your living expenses, how much should go towards, you know, having fun, because we all know that's very important. Uh, but at least you have some of the pie right now. It's, obviously, it's out of 100. But at least, you know, about 20% should be going into 10% into savings and another 10% into um, into um, uh, investing. But that's all for today. Cameron, I see you just asked a question. Of course, he wants to uh, ask me a little bit of a harder question. We're going to start out with simple stuff right now. And he says, what's the rate range of CDs? So we're going to start off with, let me, I'm going to go ahead and type that to you, Cameron. But as of right now, we're going to keep it simple, simple for um, our viewers. And then we'll go into uh, a little bit more specifics on ranges and different things like that. Now, thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, I just wanted to give you a few minutes um, and a few tips and gems like I did last week on um, how you can get started with investing. Uh, be sure to tune in. Follow me on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. And we're also on YouTube now. So be sure to follow, like, and subscribe. All right. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> so funny. So... If you guys don't have any other questions, like I said, follow me on the other platforms and um, be sure to continuously stay engaged and stay tuned in because I'll have more of this, more of these tidbits and gems that I would like to drop for you guys, you know, every week, if not every week, bi-weekly, two times a month at, at the minimum. So thank you guys for tuning in and be sure to stay tuned for more Young, Black, and I Invest. You know I ain't trying to blow that Thank you so much for joining us today on the Young, Black, and I Invest Show. Always remember, economic stability is a necessary part of freedom. Inequality crushes economic growth. A people cannot exist freely without it. So peace, love, and equality. Until next time, people. We will say